Hello and welcome. This is Gart Caution Glenboyg Parish Church's service for Sunday the 6th of September. I'm Dave Slater and I'm delighted to have you listening. And today we're thinking about how we treat others and the impact that can also have on ourselves. Keep listening to find out more. I'm also trying this out as a live podcast, uh, which I'll then record and upload uh, later on so it can be listened back to. Uh, you can download the order of service for the hymn words. The link is there in our description and uh, will be put in the descriptions later as well. And if you're listening back on the telephone service later on, then a neighbour or friend can get a copy of the order for you. Our notices listed at the end of the order of service, do read them and respond to them as appropriate. Uh, I'll not highlight them all, but I will go live again this afternoon, four o'clock on Facebook for a cuppa and chat and on Wednesday evening for our prayer service uh, at half past seven. Uh, I'll play in our hymns today in our live uh, podcast. I may go back and edit these uh, for the phone version as they're not the, quite the polished uh, version that I would like. The psalmist writes, Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob, who turned the rock into a pool, the hard rock into springs of water. So let us worship God in our first hymn, Just As I Am. I should say the edits that I would want to make are because of my singing, not because of Tom's playing. Thank you. 
it's hard to be interactive, even in a live uh, prayer, a live podcast situation. But I wonder, what would you pray? Firstly, in showing your love and adoration for God. We know in the west of Scotland, Scotland in general perhaps, uh, we don't always show emotions strongly. We don't necessarily like talking about faith and belief. But have a think, what words come to mind for God as we pray? God, you are great, greater than we can imagine. God, you are eternal, always been there, always there, will always be there. God, you are faithful, helpful, walking alongside us, even when we don't realise we need it. God, you are big, big enough to absorb our anger and fear when we cry out to you and at you because our loved ones are going through tough times, because we're in dark places and can't see the way out. God, you are caring about our situation and our needs. Moment perhaps for you to pray, God, you are. And what might we say to God in confession, in admitting we've done wrong or not done right or caused hurt? Few of us, I imagine, like admitting it even to ourselves or to review the bad things of life. Or else we can't stop reviewing and replaying those moments over and over again in our minds and memories. God says, be still and know that I am God. We're sorry for the anger and blow-ups we've had with others. For the hurt when we weren't there for them. For the bitterness when they weren't there for us. For the betrayals we've felt or caused. For the accidental ways we've caused harm and upset. And for the times when there was an open goal for doing good or doing reconciliation or just making the world a slightly better place and we didn't take it. God says, be still. Know I am God. As far as the east is from the west, so far have I taken your sins from you. Give us the peace and grace to recognise and accept that we do sin, that we have sinned, that we will go on to make plenty more mistakes, but that we can also forgive ourselves, let them go, and accept God whose mercies are new every morning. We pray all these things in Jesus' name, who taught his disciples a pattern of prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom power and the glory forever. Amen. In our news, uh, we think of 
church reopening. I still don't really like that term. The church buildings reopening might be uh, more accurate as we've remained church even through this time. And as always, you should all feel right about looking after your own health. You shouldn't feel pressured, but if you should uh, be in a position where you feel comfortable to volunteer to help, uh, please let me know if you've not already done so. We're not yet able to confirm reopening for our Gart Kosh building. There are still some things to ensure that uh, they are in place, but I can confirm, in case you're wondering, that as a regulated sector, uh, churches, places of worship have a set of protocols and regulations for resuming worship in the building. We're now onto version seven of those. Um, we are allowed, despite those additional restrictions that uh, have recently been applied or technically come into place on Monday, but uh, are recently being applied to Lanarkshire, um, we can still resume. But we recognise that those additional restrictions might make some people feel less comfortable about uh, attending. So it might be that we decide to do a trial run or pilot service to ensure that we've made all the arrangements and it works well. Um, if that's the case, we'll try and uh, let you know on uh, social media channels, and I appreciate not everybody's on social media, and uh, on our email mailing list and on our WhatsApp uh, text group. So if you're not on any of those, but you could be and you would like to be, please do contact uh, me, us, um, Catherine, my wife, will glad, gladly add you to the WhatsApp group, or I can as well. And if you email me, I can add you to the email distribution. What would be really useful is if you have normally been a regular or semi-regular attendee at church before the pandemic, or indeed if you're intending on being one coming back, uh, then letting me know, uh, would you be likely or not to want to attend at the moment, given where we're at? It will help us gauge our likely numbers and uh, managing of those as we do have a potentially very different looking service in terms of um, telling you where to sit rather than uh, you getting to choose where to sit. We'll tell you in a very nice way, of course, and uh, we just need to be able to manage the flow of people and ensure everyone can remain distanced while on church property. That will also include the church ground, so we'll discourage you from uh, gathering outside to chat to your friends and neighbours, even though you may wish to do that, at the very least making sure that you are that two metres, six foot, six inches, remember, not just six foot, um, that two metres apart. In other notices, the Coatbridge Food Bank, we have an ongoing collection, but we have been a bit quieter lately. I haven't uh, perhaps promoted it in all the places I normally do, but there have still been a uh, further 10 bags of groceries donated. That's over the last month. I hadn't had an update for one reason or another. Um, so 10 have been donated, but even one item would be appreciated. And of course, we can uh, collect those and accumulate them together. Uh, a tin of veg, a tin of potatoes, a packet of biscuits, a snack for a child. Uh, all of these kinds of things would be helpful or, or anything that you can give. And you can uh, leave them at 102 Loch End Road. You can let us know. We can arrange pickup. And you don't need to feel, oh, I, I can't give a huge bag or, or multiple things, so therefore I won't ask for that. There's no judgment. Um, we're certainly glad uh, of anything, any one item that people can give. So even if you just get an extra something when you're in the shop and, and say, oh, Dave, here's that for that, we'll be delighted. And they will be too. So uh, please do support that if you can. The birthdays that I'm aware of, um, 
I think I mentioned that Facebook uh, is making it harder now for me to check uh, all the birthdays, which you may be glad about. I don't know, but uh, do let me know if you if you know of somebody's birthday that you'd like mentioned. Uh, but happy birthday to Amy Smith, to Andrew Liggett, and to Liz Ward, uh, who was announcing recently that the um, local history group will sadly not be able to resume their meetings. I think they've cancelled their, their 2020 meetings anyway. And I think you'd better check the, their announcement for the details, but I seem to recall they're going to hopefully resume with their AGM in February. Um, but I may not have that precisely right, but uh, do speak to Liz if you're interested. And I don't have any further anniversaries. I know I have seen people marking their anniversaries um, this is obviously very much the time of year uh, for many people. Um, but uh, happy anniversary if it's been your anniversary. Please continue to keep the family and friends of John Cleasy in your prayers. His funeral was at Daldowie last week and it can be viewed on the Obitus service. A link was shared on Facebook with the details. It's available to watch uh, for the next month till, well, till Tuesday the 6th of October. But also remember any others you know of uh, and the families and friends of who passed away. And those who are ill and in hospital, I've got a few to mention uh, in our prayers later on. Now I've got a couple of shorter readings today from Matthew's Gospel and from the letter to the Romans. Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 and 22. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. And from Paul's letter to the church in Rome, chapter 14, reading the first verse and then verses 10 to 12. Accept the one whose faith is weak without quarrelling over disputable matters. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow down before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Peter is an amazing person and character as he comes across in the Gospels full of enthusiasm. Sometimes he's at the top of the class of Jesus' disciples, while at others he steps right in and plummets to the bottom. Here it sounds like he's being really generous. Some have said that the recommended number being taught in the temple was, I think, to forgive up to three times. So does Peter think he'll be commended for suggesting as many as seven? It's worth asking the question at this point, what do you do? You maybe don't have a specific number, but if someone does something to you, will you forgive them once? We have that joking thing, oh, I'll let you off this time. But do we genuinely forgive? It probably depends what it is, what has been done to us. Often you might not be able to forgive or you say, oh, I'll forgive, but I'll not forget. Or you forgive, but there still have to be consequences, things that you will do differently in future to protect yourself or just uh, to show that there's a, a result, an outcome of that behaviour. If the same person sins against you, does you wrong again, would you forgive that time? Even twice sounds hard, doesn't it? 
The saying about being fooled might apply. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Could we forgive a second time? Particularly if it's exactly the same sin, the same crime that's been done. And three times, well that's surely superhuman levels of forgiveness, isn't it? So, how about seven, Peter says. Not seven, Jesus says, but 77, or in some texts, it translates it 70 times seven. And that number, 490, has other significance in scripture. But 77 or 490, whichever it is, the point is clear here that you wouldn't just keep count, would you? Imagine saying, oh, I've forgiven you 34 times now. You know, you're nearly halfway there. Just keep on forgiving. Now, as an aside, we do hear of those who continually welcome back friends or even partners who repeat the same issues and show no repentance. I think that is perhaps a different issue. I don't believe repeated forgiveness is the same as simply being a doormat. It shouldn't need to include acceptance of ongoing hurt or damage. That conflicts with the love others as you love yourself. And so do recognise I'm not necessarily saying that, that one should simply take everything that is given uh, in those circumstances. We're to be wise as well as innocent. We trust that where there is forgiveness, both from us and from God, there will also be God enabling a change in behaviour and change in intent. But Jesus follows this bombshell of a keep forgiving 77 times or 70 times 7 with a parable, often known as the unforgiving servant, who's initially forgiven a substantial, even unpayable debt, then turns on someone who in turn owes him a small debt and has him thrown in prison over it. And of course, when the master hears, the original uh, person to whom he owed the big debt, he reverts that cancellation of his original debt. Again, Jesus is not pulling punches here. The closing line, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Wow, that's a big one. When we hear the parable, perhaps we have a tendency to picture ourselves as the, the fellow servant, the one with the small debt, where we've been persecuted over a small debt or something minor that we've done. If we're in church circles, we look at that person who's maybe uh, given us grief or, or whatever and think, huh, God's forgiven them so much they could at least forgive me, call themselves a Christian. But what is much harder is to picture ourselves as the one who's been forgiven the equivalent of, according to the NIV footnotes, millions of pounds, a life-changing debt, something effectively unrepayable. If we're in the church, if we think we live a relatively good life, perhaps we can't get our heads around being forgiven so much, such a huge debt. Human nature, fallen nature, is such that we do sadly sometimes keep a score of old grudges. We hold on to bitterness and unforgiveness. They said such and such to me and it was such a difficult time. They never came to see me when I was ill. They think they're better than they are. We measure these debts as much larger than anything that we've been forgiven. But the truth is even such hurtful injuries are smaller than the great debt that each of us as individuals owe to God. That, despite 
all our own self-preoccupation, despite going our own way too many times, despite all the times we've bent or broken God's commands, we are forgiven, ransomed, healed, restored, forgiven, says the hymn, made new, given a clean slate. And so we're called to pay it forward. As I often say at the end of the, the service, the blessing be to those you love and those you're called to love. We're to forgive others as we have been forgiven, not as much as they forgive us. We pray it every week, but it's a big prayer, a hard prayer. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Because if we don't forgive others, how much will we be forgiven? Sadly, too often we instead look at each other, even in the church, and put ourselves in the position of judge. If not judging the bad things others have done, then at least by saying, ha, I don't need to follow those other matters. If you were to read the verses in between from uh, the ones that I omitted in, in Romans 14, you get a sense of it. At that stage, the debate was all about whether it was eating or abstaining from certain foods, following the Jewish food laws effectively, marking particular days in the calendar or not, going with the, the sense of, well, is, is it bad to, to eat this food because it's been sacrificed to an idol that I don't believe in? And some would say, well, I don't believe in it. It's fine. Others would say, I'm staying away from all that pagan nonsense. Paul writes to his readers and urges them, who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands or falls. It's not our job. It's not even mine as minister, believe it or not, to judge. I don't think it's a salvation issue. But we might also include in this things like choosing whether we're comfortable or not to be going out and about again or attending church as and when we're putting on the services. Some might say, that's fine, we should just all go to church like we're used to. And others might say, well, I'm not comfortable, there's still too much risk. Rather than judging each other for what might be claimed to be foolishness or recklessness, let's accept the other's judgment on what might be called a disputable matter. Even though we don't agree, we welcome their ability to choose and to, to take that decision. It's up to each one of us in our Christian lives, to live to the Lord, belong to the Lord, to do that as best as we can in our own understanding. And yes, to study, to expand our own understanding, but not to worry about it. That's not to say that as Christians we can't encourage and help and even challenge one another as to what God might be saying in a given circumstance. But on these other matters of how best to live as a believer, we should look to ourselves, to our own situations, it's ourselves that will have to give an individual account to God. It's not what we did and said to others. Let's consider our behaviour to one another. To forgive, even repeatedly, to recognise how much we ourselves have been forgiven. To not judge others for what they do and do not do. To accept that there are disputable matters over which we may disagree. But to do so agreeably and to be ready to account for ourselves to God. May it be so. Amen. We move into our prayer of intercession, our prayers for others. Let's pray. Dear God and loving Heavenly Father, 
we bring before you the situations that are at the forefront of our minds, our cares and concerns. This weekend we mark anniversaries of tragedies, the 11th of September 2001 and the terrorist acts in the USA, but also the Ochengich Miners Memorial Service, which should have been today, where I believe there will still be a small wreath-laying prayer and blessing. So we pray for the victims of both human acts and accidental disasters. The ongoing effects, those who find it difficult at this time of year. We think of those who still look to a doorway or an empty chair, expecting someone who will not be returning home. Time does not ease the pain, though perhaps it changes it, makes it more manageable. But we ask that you grant peace to all those who mourn. And we pray on for the Cleasy family as well, and they are mourning for John. We think too of those who have been ill. We're thankful for the gradual and partial recoveries in some cases that we've heard of. Betty and Bill and David, who each I understand to be at home and doing better, largely. We pray for continued healing and against any further symptoms. We pray for Liz is in hospital and with minimal visiting, it can be very hard for both patient and family members. We pray for the health service, particularly in Lanarkshire, for all those who will find these renewed restrictions on visits in homes difficult, including ourselves. We think of our schools managing in the new situation. We pray for safety, uh, particularly at arrival and home time around uh, roads outside schools. We remember two families with students returning to university, some travelling to live away from home perhaps for the first time, some doing online studies and are travelling from home. We pray for the nations, those experiencing challenges like the grass fires in California and other parts of the USA. It seems a long time ago that this was a problem in Australia, but it was only just before the pandemic. We ask for strength for those who are fighting the fires. We pray for a helpful change in the weather. Lord, hear and answer all our prayers and concerns and give us your grace and peace. Amen. So let's sing again a hymn, Choice of Tom's this week, but uh, always glad to have his uh, input as well as his musical abilities. And uh, it's one that you'll know, though perhaps uh, not the most uh, familiar tune, but still a, a familiar one. Jesus shall reign where'er the sun. Thank you. 
as I say, thanks to Tom for his playing. And thanks to those of you who are listening or who will go on to listen. Mercy, peace, and love in fullest measure to you, whom God has called by his Spirit, who live in the love of God the Father and are kept safe for the coming of Jesus Christ. Amen. Go now in peace. Thank you.